Hey everyone, and welcome to the Bible Breakdown Podcast. In this podcast, we will be breaking down the Bible one chapter a day. Whether you are a new believer or have been following Christ for a while, we believe that you will learn something new and fresh every single day. So thank you for joining us, and let's get into breaking down the Bible together. Well, hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Bible Breakdown Podcast with your host, Pastor Brandon. Today, Joshua chapter 16, and if I were to give this one a title, it would be Play Now, Pay Later. Play Now, Pay Later. It's like the idea of, I remember one time when I was dating my wife, and we went out to this nice restaurant, and it was wonderful, and it was nice. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed spoiling her, and it was great until the bill came. And then I was like, oh, Lord, I'm glad we're not going to do this every time <laughs> because it was fun to have a good meal and to, to play. That bill, though, was not the fun part. And we're going to find out about that today. But as always, before we get into that, if you like what we're doing here, make sure you like, share, and subscribe to the YouTube channel. We're on the road to 1,000 so we can do some other stuff around here. So make sure you're not just listening to this. Like the video, subscribe to it, and spread it on to somebody else. Man, what a, what a great thing to rally around is reading God's Word together. If you listen to this podcast, you are my favorite. Make sure you're leaving us a five-star review as well. And also spread the word so that we can continue to grow our community. Go to the Bible Breakdown discussion and let me know if you've ever been in one of those situations where you were having fun and then the bill came and you weren't having fun anymore. Maybe a, a vacation or an expensive dinner or something like that. It'd be fun to hear your story as well. If you want to get your Bible with me for uh, Joshua chapter 16, get it open, get your coffee cup ready to go. We're going to jump into God's word in just a moment. We kind of catch you up on this. The nation of Israel has conquered the land. With God's help, they have went in and they have conquered the land of Judah, the land of Canaan, rather, and they are getting ready to divide up the land so they can go take it. It's very important they do this because they've conquered the land, but if they don't go and take hold of the land, then these other people groups will move back in, the crops will spoil, all these different things will happen, and so it's important God has put this before them, but they need to now go and finish the job. That's part of what they're needing to do is go and drive out the rest of the land and do this. Well, as we're going to see that Ephraim and West Manasseh are given some land, but they don't necessarily do what they're supposed to do. Now, the good news is I don't have as many ridiculous names <laughs> to say that I did yesterday, but we got a few of them here. But I really want you to catch what happened at the end of this as we talk about the idea of you want to play now, you have to pay later. Let's let's read this together and see what God's word will say to us. If you've got Joshua chapter 16, got your coffee cup ready. Here we go. Verse 1. The allotment of for the descendants of Joseph extended from the Jordan River near Jericho, east of the springs of Jericho, through the wilderness into the hill country of Bethel. From Bethel, that is Luz, it ran over Atroth into the territory of the Archites. Then it descended westward to the territory of the Japhelites as far as lower Beth Horam, then to Gezer over to Mediterranean Sea. This was the homeland allocated to the families of Joseph's son, Manasseh and Ephraim. Now pause just in case. You can go back to the book of Genesis and you can see that what happened was is yet Abraham who started all of this. God spoke to Abraham and he left. He was going to be the father of a great nation. Then he had a son named Isaac. Isaac had a son named Jacob. Jacob was the one who had 12 sons, and they were considered the 12 tribes of Israel. It was the 12 family groups of all of these brothers. Well, there was one son named Joseph who was sold into slavery, 
And while he goes into slavery down in Egypt, that's how the nation of Israel ended up in Egypt, is he goes down there, he ends up, God blesses him, he becomes like second most important person in the entire nation of Egypt. There's a famine, and Egypt, or excuse me, the, the Jewish people, the families, ends up going down and living, it's a much bigger story than this, but giving you like the cliff notes, they end up going down and living with Joseph to escape this famine. And Joseph, he has two sons. His sons' names are Manasseh and Ephraim. Well, when it comes time to bless them, Joseph gets a double blessing, and that is that the land is split up between Manasseh and Ephraim. But remember, too, it's only half of the tribe of Manasseh because the other half, they didn't want to come to the promised land, so they stayed on the other side of the Jordan River. But that's where you get the different people groups is because Joseph had the two sons, and they divided it up amongst those two sons, okay? All right, verse 5. The following territory was given to the clans of Ephraim. So first you have Manasseh, now Ephraim. The boundary of their homeland began in Atcheroth Adar in the east. From there it ran up to upper Beth Horon, then to the Mediterranean Sea. From Mikmathath <laughs> on the north, and the boundary curved eastward past Tenath Selho, Shiloh, to the east of Jan Hoath. From Jan Oath, <laughs> it turned southward to Acheroth and Neah uh, and touched Jericho and ended at the Jordan River. From Tepua, the boundary extended westward, following Cana Ravine to the Mediterranean Sea. This is the homeland allocated to the clan of the tribe of Ephraim. In addition, some of the towns and surrounding villages in the territory allocated to the half-tribe of Manasseh were set aside for the tribe of Ephraim. Here's the, here's the verse. They did not drive the Canaanites out of Gezer. However, and so, it, so the people of Gezer lived as slaves among the people of Ephraim to this day. Now, at first like sight, you're like, oh, okay, well, they didn't get it all done. And so they ended up like subjugating them and fine. Actually, it's not so fine. One of the things that they were supposed to do when they went and took over these allotted areas is these were their areas to live in, but it was also their areas to finish conquering the people. It's like if you're not willing to line up with what we're doing or leave, then we've got to conquer you. But they didn't do this. They did not drive out the Canaanites that they were supposed to drive out. They let them stay there. Now, what's the problem with that? I got this in one phrase. Have you read the book of Judges? <laughs> the book of Judges is the Old Testament's version of a dumpster fire. Think of the most ridiculous thing you can think of. And I can't wait for us to get there because it is just, it is the most ridiculous book other than the Song of Solomon, but that's for another conversation for another day. The book of Judges is the most ridiculous thing. And when you read the first couple of chapters of Judges, it says the reason why all of this is about to happen, all the bad stuff is about to happen, is because Israel had no king. Otherwise, they had no leadership, and they did not drive out the Canaanite nations. And so what happened is, is Ephraim goes into this area, and they're like, ah, it's good enough. It's fine. Let's just deal with it. We just want to enjoy the land. We don't want to finish what God has started. Well, the problem with that is they get to play now, but they've got to pay later. As we get ready to finish our time together, and it's, it's a very short chapter, but it's a thought to think about, and that is this. Is there an area of your life that you know you need to take a next step in, but you're not wanting to do it? And you think, what's it going to hurt? Maybe you don't read your Bible every day. 
you haven't really given your time to this soap Bible study or whatever it is you're reading. You're like, ah, I'm going to catch it here, I'm going to catch it there. It's fine. Maybe you don't spend time with the Lord in prayer every day. Maybe there is a relationship that is intention, and you know you need to go make it right. But you're like, I don't really don't want to deal with it. It's hard. It's complicated. Let me just not deal with it right now. Maybe it's something else. I don't know. It could be a bunch of things. Maybe it's a nagging sin that you've not made a hard boundary and go, no. Maybe it's an unhealthy, unhealthy friendship. It could be a thousand things that need to be taken care of. But as of now, you keep pushing it off for another day. Can I tell you from experience, <laughs> the longer you wait to deal with something, the harder it becomes. Because the more it gets entrenched. Let's think of it as the people group in this chapter. You have a situation where these people have been beaten. They're, they've been demoralized. They have been told to leave, but they're not ready to leave. That is the best time to finish the job, to go ahead and get rid of these people completely. But if you don't get rid of them completely, as they didn't do, what happens is they regroup. They refortify their towns. They you know, redouble their efforts. Now when you try to go and do it, they're going to be a lot harder, and it's going to be a lot more costly than you can think. Let's look at this in reality. Let's say that there is there's a slight conflict in your life. Maybe you've had a disagreement with a friend, and you know you need to address it. You don't need to just not go there. You need to address it because it's, you, you know you've hurt this person, or maybe they've hurt you. And if you don't deal with it, at first, it's fine. You get through it. But what happens eventually, if you're not careful, is resentment starts to happen. And then you start to hold a grudge. And then this, this thing where you want to get back at them a little bit, and it becomes passive-aggressive. And before you know it, there's hatred involved, and you can't even look them in the eye. And it all started from a small slight that you didn't want to deal with. You wanted to play now, but unfortunately, you're going to pay later. Can I tell you from experience? It hurts really badly when that relationship wound gets infected. So as we get ready to end our time together, it's a little bit of a challenging word for us, and that is this. Is there an area right now where I'm playing that I really need to conquer? And whatever it is, my next step for you, my encouragement for you, is to pray and ask God to, first of all, reveal it to you. Secondly, for God to open a door in, in your life to have that conversation. Or if it's a get rid of the sin, to open the door, what is, who is a relationship that I can invest in that can help walk with me? But to ask for the Holy Spirit to give you help, but then not... Not just stop there, but then when God opens the door, you take the next step. For some of you, you don't need him to open that door. You already know what you need to do. You know the conversation you need to have. So then ask God to give you the courage to take the next step. And it's going to hurt in the moment. But just like ripping a Band-Aid off, it hurts for a moment, but then the healing can begin. And so my encouragement to you is don't play now to pay later. Do the hard work now so that you can have joy later. Let me pray for you. God, thank you so much today. Thank you for today. Thank you for the opportunity we have to read your word. Thank you, Lord, that even in a short chapter like this one, there's encouragement that you were giving them the land, but there was also the responsibility for them to take the promise and to finish the job. My prayer, God, is that we will do that in our own lives today. Lord, you've given us so many blessings, maybe in relationships. You've given us so many great friendships. But Lord, if there's that nagging thing, I pray you will help us, Lord, to make things right take a next step, have a hard conversation so that we can have that joy that we know you want for us and for all those around us. We celebrate that today. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. My prayer for you is that at the end of your life, you will say as Joshua did in Joshua chapter 21, verse 45. He says this, not a single one of all the good promises that the Lord had given was left unfulfilled. 
Everything he had spoken came true. I love you. I hope you have a wonderful day, and I can't wait to see you tomorrow on Joshua chapter 17. Thank you.